Hey, this is Dale Purrington from the New York Rangers. If you remember my 45-game suspension in the HL, you will love the Monday Nooner podcast. We go into New Jersey, and we haven't beat Jersey all year, and our owner is like a cable. Like, that's how he made his billions is on cable. We go in there and say, oh, we don't have any video today. Just do what we did last time against New Jersey, and I'm like, we lost 6-1 last time. This is Kelly Taylor, and you're listening to the Monday Nooner podcast. Coming from you at Regina. Home of the 24-hour massage, Rub and Tugs Galore, Monday Nooner Podcast. Hey, why wouldn't a guy? I don't know. Why wouldn't a girl? She never thought I'd be a star. Had no money and I had no car. Got lucky, got a break. Made some money, that's all it takes. Well, hello and a big welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to twirl number 19 of the Monday Nooner podcast. Nice to have you along this week. Going to start off by introducing the co-hosts of the show. They're coming to you live from Regina at Realty One. Going to start with you, Shane Belter. How are you doing this week, Belts? Good, Buzz. How are you? Looking great. Thanks, Matt. Excited for your tirade. It's been getting lots of buzz. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Sean Kindop sporting the camo. Must have been from the hunting talk last week. How are things? Yeah, no, doing good, buddy. Better than that loaf you got going on. So I didn't know all freaking hairdressers in Saskatoon were blind. Over to Shink. The boys are japping me this week about my hair. Uh, It is what it is. It is what it is. We'll get back to you, Kinner, when you talk about that one John Paddock question you have a little bit later on in the show. That's all we'll hear from you this week. And Shink, how are you doing? Good, Boz. You're up in Martinsville. Treaty. What treaty is that? Five? Six. Six, I think. Six up there. Yeah, we're recording this on Treaty 4 Territory. Shout out to all of them. And before we even get started, our only paid... uh, political advertisement that we have we're going to cross that off right off the hop carmen hebert running in ward 10 in regina fan of the pod thank you very much carmen we talked about uh, last week weeds on the medians he's sick of that along with everybody else so he's going to tackle that if he gets in in ward 10 and then this week another part of his platform he wants to look at the condo vacancy rate in northwest regina belter we both live in that that's a that's a nice one right there yeah i like that one and he had me at the weeds i mean i'm voting for him just because of the weeds and this is just adds fuel to my fire i like it and he also wants a more transparent municipal government that's good so in ward 10 in regina vote carmen hebert and a few more pods uh, will be mentioning carmen before the election coming up in twirl 19 gentlemen to come up of course always for joel trap and realty one residential commercial don't leave money on the table look up joel trap trap with two p's and realty one we're gonna talk uh, about the full gospel outreach center in pa what a bunch of freaking pigeons basically ruining it for the whole province with the COVID outbreak we should try and call there oh what pieces of garbage brutal we jabroni we got to talk uh, of course a little bit of politics belters tirade the interviews we got three interviews today it's an interesting one pavel barber if you don't know who he is you have to look him up on youtube or Twitter or Instagram. He's is amazing hockey when it comes to stick handling. He's going to join us. He's world renowned. Quick Dick McDick joining us, a beautiful Sasky gentleman and one of the newest sen- one of the newest senior hockey teams in the province, the Hanley Huskies. We're going to be joined by 
the one of the guys starting that up there in Hanley. Yeah, I know lots of people excited about Quick Dick McDick. He's really made a name for himself the last six months. So I'm excited about that one personally, guys, but uh, the rest of them going to be good as well. So let's jump right in. Let's start with the last episode for Last Mountain Distillery, Local Vodka, L-O-K backwards E-L, Vodka, Value Vodka that's out there and it's local. Of course, Apple Pie Moonshine, I've got a cupboard full of uh, Last Mountain. I hammered a bunch of Caesars with the uh, Dill Pickle Vodka yesterday. So. Nice. Last episode, Dale Purinton. What an episode that was. We were getting messages from people all over about Dale. What did you guys think about uh, feedback from Twirl 18? Everything's been awesome for my, even my wife listened to the Twirl. The first, first time listener to the Twirl. Uh, thought Dale was great. She, uh, she couldn't believe how much stuff he remembers from back in the day. Probably from getting punched in the head so many times. It just ingrains in there. We went on a Thanksgiving trip. The family and I and my wife and I listened to the pod actually while we were driving on Friday. And I totally forgot about the unicorn and the hunting comment. So when that came on, she was listening. The look that I got, <laughs> I was debating jumping out. I was about about Tompkins, just <laughs> jumping out of the vehicle and calling somebody in Abbey to come pick me up. <laughs> Probably potentially the tweet of the freaking year came from the Ryan Rockets after that episode. I want to appreciate Dale for getting the Rockets off my lawn. There you go. Excellent work on Twirl 18. We appreciate the shout out as per usual. Now that we know Dale Purinton is a friend of the pod as well, we'll stop barking at Mrs. K from the porch. Just a little misunderstanding between friends. However, why wouldn't a guy shoot his shot? Right, boys? I just about piss myself. Shink, I thought you would uh, be smart enough to give your wife a little heads up. Like, hey, I said this, but I didn't really mean it. I just, you know, wanted to get a reaction. I totally forgot. I was more worried about the weather and my tea times the next day. So I totally forgot about it. And then once it was going and Belter was talking, she's like, oh, Belter does a good job. And then I'm like, oh, shit. This is the part right here. (laughs) Why wouldn't a guy? Why wouldn't a guy? Also had lots of, uh, yeah, why wouldn't the guys, right? Had lots of people tune in for Lauren Mollican. Of course, he's got a, you know, pretty good past coaching in Saskatoon, Regina, where lots of our Saskatoon drink, lots of our listeners come from. So a uh, big following for Lauren Mollican, Dustin's uncle, and then Kelly McClintock. Got to give uh, mm-hmm. you, Shink, and you belt some credit. Of course, the Sask government came out with the announcement about hockey's return plan, and you guys uh, were the first media outlet. I say that kind of with a chuckle. You were the first... Uh, First one's on with Kelly McClintock to get that uh, Nooner exclusive, as I called it, with him to talk about the return to play plan. So nice, nice job, guys, getting that interview so quick. Thanks. A solid guy. And it was literally a half hour turnaround. Hey, Kelly, any chance we can get you on? Not a problem. What time? I'm like, oh, crap. Run out to the garage, grab all the equipment, set it up, text Belter. Belter runs over. And yeah, Thanks to Kelly. And you know what? So many, I don't know what the number was on that, but that thing went off. People were listening to it until the next day. And look, looking back, like some of the questions he answered, they, that's what people were asking. Yeah. And yeah, so it was, uh, it was really good. Thanks so much to, to Kelly. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a great episode boys. And I guess we wouldn't be, rem- we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the success we had last week, Boz, that uh, you dropped on us, I guess, Friday, right around drinking time too. Yeah, guys, we've been talking a lot about uh, our podcast and where it's been going. And let's just start this by saying that our podcast is owned and operated by four DGENs in Regina. That's all. And uh, the podcast we're competing against are owned by Bell Media, Rogers, 
and biggest probably of them all, Barstool Sports. But out of all of those and all of the hundreds of hockey podcasts in Canada, we were number five, boys. Boom. Out of all hockey podcasts, just behind Spittin' Chicklets, 31 Thoughts, Hockey Central. So, like, we were the next best thing to all the big boys. So You know what they say, though, Brandon? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, though, hey? Hey, there's Kinner's quote of the week. Still looking for a sponsor of that segment. Serious question, though, Boz. Where, what number would we have been if we didn't ask the paddock question? Yeah, you know, Six. when Kinner chimes in asking about John Paddock, I think that's kind of what pops us over the top. So uh, shout out to Kinner. But honestly, guys, to be where we were, like we were ahead of of uh, Ray and Drag's podcast from TSN and and a bunch of other ones. And this was the day of. NHL free agency, that's so right. that's pretty damn cool, boys. Phenomenal. Don Take Cherry, remember how we were kind of always creeping on him, and then he was like 12. So you know what? It, obviously, we're trying to pump our own tires a little bit here, but thank you to everybody who's listening. Thanks to the sponsors, because this doesn't happen if we don't have the listeners and, and the sponsors don't jump on. Like, plain and simple. Happen. How many drinks did you guys have after you got the text of the screenshot? I was driving and I was worried about getting killed by my wife. But once I got to the hotel, I had a few. Yeah, I had a few too. <laughs> like, I didn't have any then till the next day because I was traveling too, but I had a, definitely a few hard seltzers. There's no doubt about, no do to boot it as they say. Yeah, I know. I was really good. Keeping this tight, we're going to go to the social media update and that's brought to you by High Tech Profiles, the largest and widest offering steel processor in Saskatchewan celebrating 25 years. Wait until you see the fire pits that they made for us. They're beautiful. They're cutting them this week. Oh my gourd. They are unbelievable. We're having <laughs> our we're having our kind of soiree Friday at the brew house Friday night and he was going to bring them. Oh wow. And I was like we'll get them next week. Yeah. The drawing Trent, just amazing stuff. Anyways, so what's what's the plan with those boys? Are we allowed to talk about that? We're gonna no, that, we're uh, gonna discuss over a lot of 016s Friday at the brew house. We'll bring it to you on twirl twenty. Yeah, or, or we'll have an impromptu. Good. Maybe another impromptu. We'll you guys having out. a few that night? What's that? You guys having a few Friday? Absolutely. Social media update brought to you by High Tech Profile Story, celebrating twenty five years in business. Laser cutting, plasma cutting, tube laser, press breaking, and plate rolling. Beautiful gentlemen over there and ladies. And of course, yeah, the fire pit. Keep looking for that. So high-tech profiles, thank you very much. Where's our social media at? Boz, maybe with you, let's start with Instagram. You know what? The the Facebook for the old guys' belts, we're kind of creeping up there. We're getting a little likes and people are, are joining uh, the Facebook thing. But belt or uh, Boz, where are we with the Instagram? Had a really good week. Jumped up to 355 big followers. So continue to grow on Instagram. But really excited to tell you guys about a couple of... Uh, messages we got on instagram this week i'll do that in the shout outs that we're yeah boys twitter's at 1119 you're i gotta give you guys props on the uh, kelly mcclintock interview on that one got a lot of people talking and uh following just everyone's excited to get back to play in and uh he was good it was good having kelly on uh, a lot of good points and his he he, he speaks really well answered the questions Absolutely. good and he he answered everybody that you know every question that uh, that we asked really well I actually, there was a guy on Twitter, Sean, you know, I can't remember who it was, but I had, he had mentioned a, a few graphs he had put on and I said, Hey, if you guys want to hear the real deal, hop on over to the Nooner podcast. And he wasn't happy with me. Uh, he actually gave, who was it again? It was the, 
top shelf prospects. Top shelf prospects. I'm going to give him a quick shout out because he he blocked me. And then I proceeded to talk about his non-content, which he unblocked me, apologized. I said, no biggie. We we followed each other. And uh, so, yeah, give give Top Shelf Prospects a check out on, on Twitter as well. Yeah, shout out to that guy. And, of course, uh, as we do every week, shout outs for Synergy AG. They're local farmers. Of course, finishing up uh, harvest, I think they're probably done out in that Govan area. they got locations in Belcaris, Lumsden, Pence, Yorkton, and Provost, and of course, uh, Govan, like I mentioned, they're your local crop input retailer, soil and plant analytics. When we talk about keeping money in the province, guys, this is the absolute definition of it. They're here. They're investing back into Saskatchewan. So shout out to Synergy AG and uh, shout outs for Synergy AG. I'll jump in with a couple of uh, quick ones we got on Instagram. So we had the Dale Pierrenton interview, and then uh, on Instagram, a fellow by the name of Mike Chow from Calgary, Alberta, never listened to the program, sent us a message and uh, said how much he enjoyed the Dale Pierrenton interview. I found out that he's uh, he knows Dale and he knows Dale's family, but he just said, uh, such a great interview, so proud of Dale and what he's been able to do with his sobriety. I remember hearing that fork story that he told at the end 20 years ago from his brother, Chris. Next time you have Dale on, ask him about the lawn fight story in New York. He wasn't fighting, but one of the best stories ever. Great podcast. So shout out to Mike in Calgary, who's a new fan of the podcast. And got a new uh, message from a new listener follower today. His name is Jason. And uh, he says, new listener here, just on Twirl 12. And Mike Pickle Curry is the definition of kneeboard guy out on Kenosi Lake every summer. That's Twirl 12. We talked about that. Do you guys, any of you guys know Mike? I don't know him. You asked that question today and I, and I don't know who he is. No, I just remember his buddies calling him pickle back in the day. I, I don't, I don't know much about him other than that. Kneeboard guy though. We got, we got a so slow pitch guy. Kneeboard guy. Yeah. He's a big fan of the pod. He wants us to come out and play the slew shark said he's uh Excited about that potential twirl. Said I'm good buddies with some guys you know, Stephen Duke, Jason Duke, and Clint McConaughey. So shout out to Jason. I told him we're going to go out and rinse the uh, Kenosi Slew Sharks in a little exhibition game with the Monday Nooner squad. Uh, Shout out I have is Matt Melton up in Alaska. uh, Chimed in, uh, said he was waiting for his, still waiting for his shirt. And I guess there was a mishap with with getting it up there to Alaska for him. So, Matt Melton, thanks for tuning in. And uh, also, Jason Forrest out in Alberta, he uh, reached out and said, thanks for the pod, loyal listener, keep up the good work. And he gave me some updates about what's going on for hockey in Alberta exhibition games starting anytime now and whatnot. So, Jason and Matt, thanks for listening. I, I forgot about this one last week. A friend of mine, Rick Say, who's a longtime player for the uh, Wilkie Outlaws, he didn't send it to me, but he had a Snapchat story in the mountains in Alberta, sitting on a chair first thing in you know late morning, scrolls through the mountains and uh, drinking a nice cold bevy out of Monday Nooner koozie in the mountains. So shout out to Rick for uh, sporting the koozie. Roman was wearing his Monday Nooner shirt when we rolled in uh, to Calgary Friday night, and I think the one lady looked and read his shirt and was like, what <laughs> nine-year-old is yeah no it was super cool so you know, one quick shout out to uh tyler and sherry hope swift current saskatchewan they actually own anchor marine in uh, in swift current they're thinking about maybe coming on the pod uh, i talked a little bit about it they listened to it thought it was great and uh they're thinking about joining the pod as a sponsor so shout out to them hoper can boat chug beer like i've never seen before he's a like, that guy can hammer booze it's unreal 
You know who else can hammer booze? Dave Price up in Saskatoon. <laughs> Drink. Century 21 Fusion. Housing market. Still killing it up there. Boz is up there. I think you were going to planning on maybe hooking up with Dave at some point. Maybe buying him a few sodas. You know, I uh, spent my whole night getting a haircut with a salad bowl here. So uh, maybe <laughs> what did you do with the other 23 and a half hours? <laughs> Room service at the Canalta. Dave Price, Century 21 Fusion in Saskatoon, home acreage, land, condo, whatever you need. Dave Price is going to hook you up. We'll buy him a beverage when he comes down, hopefully when the contacts play the Pat C. So Dave Price, thanks for the sponsorship and everything we do. Let's get in to COVID. Oh. Why wouldn't we? So now they are taking, as of today, 15 gatherings in your house, in your house, 30 people to 15. So how does that make any sense? Who gives a shit? Because so the idiots at at the gospel church in PA, PA, there, that's still cool. The bingo is going to be still buzzing. Centennial's packed. When was 30? Why was 30 the number? In your house. Like, I was telling Barney, there isn't 15 people that I like and vice versa. So how would I ever end up with 15 in my home? That makes no sense. If the government wants, sorry, if the government wants to be taken seriously, from my point of view, let's look at the flights that are landing every day. People shoulder to shoulder, hundreds of them from Ontario, Vancouver, wherever they're coming from. And also, as you're driving, have you noticed how many freaking United States plates are cruising through this province? I went to Swift Current this weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, check out my Twitter. You'll see the five-gallon jug of hand sanitizer that my dad has. And we stopped in Morris for gas, and it was rank. I, there was three Ontario plates there. Uh, that was it, and me. But it, it was crazy. You stop in random Morris for gas, and there's three Ontario plates there. So that's telling you how much, uh, you know, and, and Ontario's rank bad right now. I was going to say, I think this whole thing is all just uh, like talking about going from 30 to 15. And I did have some people tell me at work today that like their neighbors are having full on shakers with like 50 plus people the last few weeks. So there are people doing it. And I think the whole thing of cutting it down is their step to try and get some caution out there. Let people know this isn't good. You know, we need to figure this out without actually really without without reining it in. This I, is I, a this is a warning shot. Yeah. The I people, think. the people that need the warning shot don't give a shit about what the government, let's be honest. They are a different part of society. They're going to party. They're going to do whatever they want and you're not going to be able to do anything. But 15, down to 15. So now what they're going to do is they're going to, he says they're going to crack down on hockey. And that's what I was just going to bring up. Eat shit. Eat shit. Yeah. Leave hockey. What has hockey done? Hockey's done squat. It hasn't even started yet, and you're saying that that's going to be a problem? Yeah. Maybe it's the problem of stuffing 100 people into a 10 by 20 room with no masks on. Exactly. And then, like, these apartment complexes now where the <laughs> outbreak was in Regina. Well, yeah, that's... Those, you think those people are going to listen to your 15 rule? Give your head a shake. Yeah. What is going on? And then Ryan, the NDP, don't even get on being like, oh, Ryan would change that. He's a dweeb. He's not a leader. No one's going to listen to him anyway. This is a joke. When, since when is 30 the number? Doesn't it, shouldn't it be on the size of the freaking building? Yeah, I don't, I don't like what they're doing. I, I get what they're doing. I agree with you, Boz. I know what you're saying. They're, they're trying to tune it down without having to take 
the next drastic step. I'll tell you, they do not want to start dabbling in the recreational side of things because I said it is going to really oh, piss off a ton like, of like, people. Like you can take it from thirteen or thirty to fifteen, I don't care, but leave everything else around. Leave restaurants. Yeah. Leave like yeah. let us have some sort of mental escape. Well, you look at other provinces; they're getting rid of restaurants, like Ontario restaurants and uh, movie theaters, and yeah. all those places are closed for thirty days right now. So but they, they have not they have some dramatic. But, some dramatic cases there. And what's... I was so just, I'm freaking hot here. Like, I need a toke or something because I'm getting <laughs> revved up. Should have what, what is the end game? This isn't going anywhere. You built the freaking field hospitals for a reason. If it explodes, you have them. Now, keep the old people safe. Right. Everybody else, let's roll. Because this isn't going anywhere. Remember like when this first came out and there was like, oh, the vaccine, they already started the vaccine. Oh yeah, look at the U of S, they're already doing the vaccine. You freaking pigeons, talk to a doctor that understands. A lot of them don't think there's ever going to be a vaccine. So unfortunately, it sucks. Trump's got it in the works. It'll be out right away. Trump had it. He, if tr- Trump's you like, know, how old is he? 75 and he beat the corona. Trump right? says, hashtag green light go. Wait till so that guy wins again. And how many people are going to be just like, what the? F-? Yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be very uh, interesting. I mean, you know, talking, I don't like talking uh, politics down in the United States, but uh, you're probably. I don't know what you guys feel, but I feel like there's a lot of people that are extremists on both sides of the COVID equation. And what I mean by that is people that are like, oh, I can have a party with 200 people. Like, who cares? It ain't going to kill me. You have a bunch of those people and then a bunch of people that are living like in a bubble. It's like, where are the people like, I think all of us in the middle, live your life, be cautious. Don't do anything you think will put anybody else or yourself in danger, but live your life. Sorry, what fine did the full gospel outreach center in PA get? Does anybody Four, know? Fourteen grand. 14 it was announced G. today. Fourteen thousand. Have you seen their building? They have like a Bush League Canada flag. It looks like the old laundromat on Avenue yeah. I and Sixteenth Street. Yeah, they're not going to pay it. They're not going to pay. Give me a break. So I don't know. So is this the tirade, or we haven't gotten there? No, yet? we yeah, haven't even got there let, yet. No, let's roll. This is the tirade. Let, let, let's it have can't two be. tirades. Have yeah, well, two tirades tonight for Maybe spoons. Three. You Can are food? fired up. You even got hey. pancakes in your hoodie. I Kinner. love this. Be <laughs> <laughs> for you. This is where you're supposed to say, "Devil up the tirades." Let's go. Let's go. Tirade for Dave Spooner, Cathedral Electric, Regina and area. Your electrician of choice. Fair pricing. Tell them the Monday Nooner guys sent you. Dave Spooner, Cathedral Electric. I don't know. Where else are we going to go with this tirade? Uh, are we continuing? Are we starting a new tirade or continuing with COVID tirade? Do whatever you I want to go to the full gospel outreach center. I think we I think we got the gospel outreach center thing covered, boys. They, I think we keep going. I want to see how big those pancakes Barney get. Barney is Fire back fired up. up. Okay, let's, we'll start. We'll let's start move here. on to your other right, tirade. I mentioned everyone on Twitter to follow this. Check out Twirl19. Here's my thing. So my neighbors, who I despise, they are pieces of shit. And there's a lot of stories <laughs> that go behind this, but they have got video cameras set up in their soffits, in their in in their on their house, and they put up a fence on the driveway. That's right. I said a fence on the driveway. Is, you hear this, that, is, is this the one that dresses up as Danny DeVito as the penguin every year? She, that's every day. So she, they, my wife ran over their PVC fence. <laughs> 
The second day it was up, she wasn't used to it, smashed into it. She'll tell you a different story, but it was a fire sale, yada, yada, yada. She had to pay for some stuff. SGI sent me the video. And this is where I seen they're watching my whole entire front yard. So I have little kids. They're out there playing. We don't feel comfortable. This guy's a super mega creep. I phoned the cops. Here's where my tirade, this is what bugs me the most. I phoned the cops, right? I'll phone the cops. Cops will come tell them to move the cameras. That's all I was asking. Just turn them down so you're not watching me and my kids on my property. Cops won't do nothing. Phone the courts. I phone the court system. Court system won't do nothing. They tell me to phone the cops or phone the city of Regina. Well, we all know what the city of Regina is going to do. They can't even take care of the weeds in the uh, meridians, which is why Carmen's going to take care of that for us. But or ten. So everyone passed the buck. Here we are sitting here. I have nothing except for this creep gets to videotape my kids twenty four seven. So let us know what you think of that. It pisses me off. I have no recourse, and this piece of dung can watch my kids all the time. They know when we're coming. They know when we're going. They know everything that we're doing because they're watching me 24-7, and there's nothing I can do about it, and I think it's ridiculous. Tyrade, Cathedral Electric, Dave Spooner, Electrical Needs, Regina, and Area. All right, now time for the interview brought to you by Healthy Eyes Optometry and Dr. Sean Fleming. Do you know 80% of learning is visual? Well... October is Children Vision Month, something like that. I think I totally butchered that, but whatever. Anyways, get your kids' eyes checked with Dr. Sean Fleming, offices in Harbor Landing and on Rochdale. So this interview, a long time coming, creator of the world's best amateur hockey videos with his creative shootout dangle, shootout tutorials, which he posts to his self-titled YouTube channel. His hockey channel has generated more than 220,000 subscribers. He teaches private stick handling lessons for both on and off ice. We find out a lot about him in this interview and his history, his past. That's one of the major questions. Joining us now, Mr. Dangles himself, Pavel Bar. This is a special one. I, I've wanted him for a long time. Harassed him, harassed him. He's been a busy guy over the summer. COVID, I guess, kind of screwed everything up for a lot of people, especially him joining us on the Monday Nooner podcast. Pavel Barber. First off, Barber, where are you? I thought you were on the East Coast, and then you tell me you're <laughs> on the West Coast. That's I always get that question. I'm in the West Coast right now. I'm in, in Vancouver. Uh, but I'm moving at the end of the month to Toronto officially. So uh, it'll be easier to find me after that. Okay, so bear with us on this mundane question that you're asked all the time. Talk about your hockey career from minor to where it ended. Take us take us through the, the Pavel Barber hockey career. <laughs> There's not much there, honestly. It's like uh, playing in Toronto in the... GTHL, I started playing like all kids. You play select hockey and um, then moved up to play double A for the North York Knights, where I spent uh, pretty much uh, my whole career, uh, if you want to call it that, after that, till I was 18, just playing double A hockey with the Knights. And then got uh, a call to play for Team Canada for, for field hockey because I was playing that as well. Uh, so when it came time to decide whether to keep going with ice hockey or that, I still played a couple of years of ice hockey, but it was like, uh, under 21 AAA. It wasn't, uh, anything special, uh, but was kind of focusing on field hockey, uh, at that point. So no junior, no college. It was, it was field hockey or bust. 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it was a weird weird route for me. Uh, I was the I was the kind of kid who couldn't stick to one sport. If you told me to only play uh, ice hockey, I would have told you to get lost. Uh, <laughs> I just love playing like tennis, baseball, uh, field hockey, floorball, ice hockey. Like I, I wanted to do it all as a kid. Your YouTube and kind of everything takes off. I, If I understand it correctly, it was you one day setting up a camera on a milk crate or something? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, just at at UBC Hockey School, which is the University of British Columbia. uh, That was my first job I got when in Vancouver uh, while I was playing field hockey. And it was just like learn to skate, beginner hockey for these young kids, just getting on the ice and uh, helping them out and doing some stuff. And uh, in between lessons, we'd have half an hour of ice before the Zamboni would come on. So me and my goalie buddy would make full use of that. We just put a that phone up against the milk crate and just do some shootout moves. And that's the first ever video on YouTube that started was just creative shootout dangles. It was a compilation of moves people hadn't seen before. Uh, some I created, some uh, some I just took from other guys uh, around the world that I've seen and just made a video. Was the Datsuk move kind of the first one that you that you mastered? Because I got a story. I tried that move literally 2,000 times. It's something I can't get down. I think it's that left edge on my skate. Was yeah. that the first one for you that you kind of copied and uh, and mastered? Yeah, absolutely. That was, uh, I remember it was, I think it was 02 when he did it against uh, Dallas. <laughs> I remember him doing that and me not knowing what went on with the rest of the hockey world uh, with that thought, just thinking what went on. So I, I rolled that back. I replayed it over and over i even switched the image because he's a lefty and i'm a righty so it would actually make more sense in my head and i just broke it down into its components and that's that's a large part of what i do today it's really just taking really complex things and making them simple by breaking them down into little chunks and uh building that into a progression so you actually get the skill and i mean today we're seeing eight-year-olds you guys have probably seen it they do the datsuk move better than i ever did uh at any age so it's uh that's the evolution of hockey i guess i was just gonna say you mentioned eight-year-olds trying these moves now like when you were that age did you have good good mitts like did you always have those moves or is it something that you just practice i think i I was one of the better kids but i like comparing myself to today's eight-year-olds i would get demolished like honestly these kids today are way better they have they're way better at the skills they have a way wider variety of skills. I mean, re- realistically, back then when I was eight years old, uh, that'd be 1998. No one was teaching stick handling back then. It wasn't a thing that coaches taught. It was either you have it or you don't. It was all power skating all the time uh, there. And you're kind of on your own to learn stick handling. Whereas today, there's a lot of people teaching these kids uh, what to do, how to do it, the resources they have Instagram, YouTube. Facebook, like you can get clips and breakdowns just by scrolling through your phone now. So yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd, I had good hands for what good hands were in 98, but uh, they would be pretty poor hands uh, today in 2020. <laughs> hey, Pavel, with, with what you with what you do and how you're exploiting a lot of these moves and creating your own, your own new ones, how much time 
are, are you putting into this? Like, how much time does it take to be doing what you're doing? Because it's some of it's quite remarkable. I, I showed my wife some stuff the other night, and she was like, yeah, right, that's like Photoshopped or whatever. And I said, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> oh, she's like, if I'd have met him in 98. Yeah, she's like, I can't believe I got stuck <laughs> with you, loser. Hey, you won a WHL championship, though. I did, yes. Got <laughs> a lot over me. I, I For me, it's... It's the, uh, you know, the, the creative side where I thrive in. A lot of those moves, too, take a lot of time. And that doesn't show through the, uh, the videos, of course, because you're not going to show all the failed attempts on Instagram. But that's what it takes. It's a lot of messing around, a lot of failing, um, you know. But uh, I, think, uh, I think that's one thing I've always loved to do. I've always loved to either find how to teach skills, how to make people more, more consistent, or just find absolutely new wild skills so once you started doing this how long until it started to really take off for you like now the nhl is sharing your stuff and you're getting hundreds of thousands or even more views like at what point in your career i guess would you say that that started to really take off uh probably uh, maybe three years ago or so it really started to take off i mean i, I was getting decent traction right off the hop on on instagram i got in on instagram when, when it was just photos when there was no videos at all and pretty much i think two weeks into me being on instagram they introduced those 15 second videos that was the cap uh when it all started and that's when i started coming out with these uh you know one-off creative shootout dangles those got shared quite a bit but uh you know in terms of the you know, mass sharing and, and things like that. It's probably like three three or so years ago where, you know, NHL started reaching out, Sportsnet reaching out, doing stuff with TSN, little things like that, which uh, obviously to me now, like if I were to look back on it, I'd be like, no way those guys are going to reach out to me, right? It's like, you're just a kid doing this for fun. But now it's, it's pretty amazing to see what it's become. When would any of the endorsements and whatnot, if any have started to twinkle in like i'm assuming you got a stick person and and whatnot uses true yeah 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 so basically for me i keep everything open so i'm not exclusive to any stick brand per se i love true and they've been really good to me and i just really love their stuff so a lot of people think i'm officially sponsored by them but really i'm just doing like contract to contract work with them and when they want a video done we work out a deal there and that's the same with every other company uh, like I've done stuff with Bauer and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, it's I think the biggest one for me was GoPro when they reached out many years back to do to do stuff with me and for me to do stuff for their channel. And that was a big one for me where I was just uh, super pumped because I was right when they got that partnership with the NHL. They're doing stuff with like Kane, Taves, all these uh, mm -hmm. superstar players. And that's when they reached out to me and I. I lost my mind when that happened. That was awesome. First time that you saw the Zorro or did you, did you start that from floorball? No, yeah, it wasn't me who started that. So, I mean, floorball, it had been a move forever. Um, they make these special sticks with these little pockets at the end of the toe where the ball can kind of sit in a bit. And the first uh, hockey player was Tara Vinen who was actually a, a very elite floorball player in Finland uh, back when he was playing. Of course, he uh, <laughs> uh, chose hockey over it, which is the smart move because you don't make money playing floorball. Um, but he was the first person on ice I saw do it, and it was actually in a rookie uh, video that the NHL put out. And it was just a quick clip, so no one really took notice of it. But I was like, oh, my God, like <laughs> I've never seen that before. i got to try this. So. He was the first person I ever saw do it, and I think Matthews, when he did it in warm-ups, that's when the 
rest of the world started to really take notice of it. Yeah, and the world championships there, and I think it was Elliot Friedman, Friedman who like pissed his pants, was like, what the heck? Oh, is- oh yeah, he loved it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, the, what was that? Um, yeah. Keep, talk, like, we talked about kids earlier and whatnot. I got a nine-year-old. Um, he watches your videos sometimes just kind of like whatever, like just way over his skull. But are you work a lot with kids and to maybe talk about your camps and the traveling you do and, and what you do as far, cause I think you were in medicine had a little while ago working at a camp. Absolutely. Yeah. So the way I work is I work, uh, again, kind of a contract to contract basis. So if people want to hire me, they, uh, will discuss via email numbers, how many hours I'm working, flights, hotel, all that stuff. Uh, and if it all works out, obviously I'll go there and I'll do the camp. Uh, and typically it's during months, like the, the winters or the summers where people are off their hockey and we can get a lot of numbers in there. So my summer is pretty much just one city to the next, all like eight to 10 weeks straight, uh, just jumping on, on plane to plane, doing camps. Uh, it gets, by the tail end of it, it gets pretty tiring for sure. Uh, not the work, more so just the travel in between the work, but uh it's a lot of fun. I love, uh, I love doing it. And, uh, the medicine hat one was, was amazing. The kids were great there. Have you gone, uh, have you gone overseas quite a bit or anything in Asia? Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a full, I did two tours in Asia. So I've been to, let's see, China twice. I've been to, uh, Thailand, Malaysia. Um, where else have I been? I've been to Japan, uh, as well uh a few other cities in uh in asia as well so um that that was great i i love that tour it's like every rink is is in a mall pretty much in 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 asia there and it's it's hot and the the ice is not good it's it's like it's like you're skating in the third overtime of a rink that hasn't been zambonied after the first shift it's just so soft and they're expecting your best stuff and you're like dealing with basically a tennis ball uh. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing shorts for one lesson. It was hilarious. I had to. I was sweating so hard. So you don't have to drop names and whatnot, but do you get hired? I guess um, just one on one, fly in and work with kids, or you know, real small groups where some guys are chucking out some major sticks and gas for you to uh, to come and do it. Yeah, not so much. Uh, and I make a point of it for me. Like, obviously, if a person can afford it. Uh, maybe I'd be open to it. I don't, I don't like people spending obscene amounts of money uh, like that. Um, I've done it in the past. Uh, I did it with uh, a family who had their own private rink in, in Nashville. And that was a lot of fun because um, they own the rink and we could just work whenever we wanted. And, and it's uh, Nashville. Have fun whenever we wanted. Like it was like a vacation for me. Yeah, Broadway doesn't um, hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was awesome. I've done it in the past, but now I don't, I don't really do it. I, I usually reserve it for, for camps. And, uh, but when I'm doing a camp, sometimes if we do have time, we'll work some individual stuff in there uh, with some players, if it works out, have you, maybe this is something down the road, not, not to say you're a sideshow by any means, but you know how the Hanson brothers, like they would get hired by CHL teams to like at intermission do things. Have, has anybody ever said, Hey, can we bring you in and at intermission? Can you roast a few goalies for us? <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, signed me up at a WHL game uh there was the giants versus the t-birds at the langley uh, event center there and uh she, in the first period 
she's like, I signed you up for the intermission. I was laughing. She's like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, come on. Like, I don't want to do this. Uh, so well, your history. Put me on these rental skates. I was using, luckily one of the players gave me a nice stick. So I had a good stick. I had these size 15 gloves. I'm a size 13. It was pretty bad. Um, so I was just trying not to break my ankles on those rental skates and just went in on the mascot. And I, I just had to hit the net on the mascot. So I went two for two on that guy. He was, uh, he wasn't putting up much, much of a fight, but it was, it was pretty fun. <laughs> so when you work with kids, cause you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that are going to be wanting this interview, you know, the younger demographic and the parents that, you know, their kids know you, when you work with kids at these camps, what do you work on? You know, what, how, how does that all come together? Yeah. The, the main thing with me is puck control and uh, it's not all like dangles one-on-one stuff and, uh, shootout moves. It's really like, it, it's funny because my social media, a lot of people think that's all I would do because that's how I market myself. That's what gets views and things. When it comes to camp, it's kind of boring stuff. It's it's all related to consistency within the basics around uh, puck control. So being able to control it at the heel, the middle of the stick, being able to protect it in tight to the feet, keep the hands cleared from your body, come out of a move ready to make another move uh stick handle at speed so when you're really young multitasking is difficult so just skating and stick handling can be quite difficult when you're a young kid so learning to synchronize the movement so it's like when you take that stride you're doing that stick handle at the same time so they're working together so it's easier to build that motion and that consistency within the skill so that's a large part of what i do and then of course we do make time for some some cool moves but we're never doing like the Michigan, we're never doing the Zorro, we're never doing between the legs. Like I'm not doing the low percentage stuff very much. Um, we're, we're mainly focusing on building out the, the skills we're using a high percentage of the time in games. It's too bad that Mike leg, it's not called the Mike leg. It's called the Michigan, right? I know. I know. It's too, I was just watching that today. Actually, <laughs> someone made a post and did you guys see like before he scored his teammate literally just got tackled like oh really two hand. yeah like I, i'd only seen the clip where he actually scoops it but to make that play happen yeah. his teammate had the puck and some guy just like nfl tackled him like that's the way it was back then right exactly. and he had all the time in the world and yeah and just scooped it in but he deserves to have it named after him uh i actually met him a, a few uh, a couple of years ago and i was telling him like man, I'm sorry. I, I call it the Michigan cause I yeah. should be calling it your name. So obviously kids watch you and they're just in awe of what you can do and, and they're going to practice and trying to do some of these things. But is there somebody like in the NHL or whatever that you are just in awe of when you see them do things in games that just blows you away at, at that level? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it was dad That's who, who got me going at the, at the very start uh, today, currently Patrick Kane and Matt Barzell are my two guys. I watch quite a bit. There's a handful of others, though. I mean, t- in today's like uh, world, like Kucherov is like a mastermind uh, uh, of the game as well. But uh, Barzell and uh, and Kane, and then like Braden Point to me is is exactly the same as Barzell. So I put him in that uh, that category. To me, it's like the game is so much around uh, protecting the puck, uh, elusiveness, speed. Uh, and just like zone entries, like your ability to gain the zone and set up. And those guys are so valuable to their team. And it, it's, it sucks there's no stat for it. But the way like Kane, Barzell and Point just enter the zone and set up with possession, 
like that is such a valuable skill for your team and i just love how how easy those guys make it look do you still play at all like do you play men's pickup do you play men's league do you do you, do you play five on five at all <laughs> not as much as i'd like just because of my travel schedule but whenever i can i do uh i usually play in a pickup game actually with the uh ubc uh alumni team so the university team they have an alumni skate with guys who used to play on the team and some current guys. And that's a blast for me, like, cause it's high level and you know, you're moving around the puck, but every now and then I'll get a buddy asking me to play uh, in another game. And it's like, it's tough. Cause like when the level is way lower, you got to like l- lower your level, but also you want to have fun and score goals. So you got to like pick and choose your spots. So I definitely love the alumni skate a little bit better. Do you get chirped a lot or guys uh, try and hack you or anything? No, not really. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not even like when I play, I don't use like those moves, uh, too much, like any, uh, too, too crazy fancy moves. I'm not trying to Michigan or anything when I play. Um, I actually like being more of like a passer when I'm, I'm playing today. I'm, I've slowed down quite a bit, so I'm not burning guys on one V ones like I used to. So, uh, to me, it's like, I think I'm playing a little bit more of a, a simple game, but you'll get the odd, the odd guy, uh, Hacking at your mm-hmm. hacking at your wrists if you're blowing by them for sure. So we yeah, because we've seen you on the goalies right and roasting goalies and jocking them. What what's your move if you're going one on one on a D man? Then do you have do you have a go to? Yeah, I mean honestly, more so just like a speed move. Like I like doing the one where I'm coming from my off wing uh, side on the angle, so it's like me as a righty coming down the left wing. And just faking to go wide and then doing a crossover, releasing that one hand and driving around. That's the one I like to use most of the time uh, if I can. How would you stop that belter? Back in the day, actually right now, how would you? We just cross-check him in the face coming across the blue line. Take the two That's minutes. the answer. Yeah, don't That's do it again, kid. Don't do it again. I'll never kid. make that move again if yeah. you do that to me. How we end these is uh, just like a little rapid fire kind of quick questions for you, Pavel. Your favorite hockey player of all time? Pavel Datsuk. Greatest Canadian hockey memory? Playing... Hockey on an outdoor rink on top of a mountain. Famous player, maybe, that you've worked with or that's reached out to you? Uh, Jonathan Taves. Oh, that's a good one. Where would you like to be? Where would you see this thing going, ideally, in, let's say, five years? Um, growing the camps, uh, having bigger camps, and then owning my own, own facility uh, in Toronto, ideally. One thing that kids uh, aren't doing at a young age that you see consistently? Stick handling with the head up. And if you could change one rule in hockey right now, what would it be? Ooh, one rule in hockey. Jeez, that's a tough one. The instigator rule. Uh, I, I, would, uh, I would extend three-on-three hockey in overtime for yeah. sure. Yeah, to 10 minutes. That's skilled. Hey. Not a shootout. I thought you'd want the shootout earlier. I I do. I do love the shootout, uh, but I love when the shootout happens less often because it's more of a treat. And the three on three hockey to me is a more hockey way to to end the game. Most famous Instagram follower. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm so bad with that. Like I don't know my Bieber. numbers. I don't. I don't know who follows me. Um, 
Everyone's got an idea. There's got a, There's some NHL guy who was big who followed me. Uh, I think Pasternak that might be the biggest following uh, of the guys, but I I honestly have no clue. You talked about your you know when you when you talk about Pavel Datsuk when you go back who was your favorite player? Paul Korea, my first ever favorite. Oh, I loved him, man. He was a, a small, skilled player who. Uh, played a lot bigger than he was. And my dad was showing me highlights of him when he played in Maine and he was doing stuff in Maine that like today we look at as like innovative. He was doing like backhand toe drags and spins and things like that. Like one handed reach around moves. Like it was, he was well before his time and I loved watching him. He's the reason I was a Ducks fan pretty much uh, as a kid. And can you, Kinner, Kinner's a big stretch pass guy. Any, any advice for him on a full length ice stretch pass? And keep in mind, he's really not very good at all. And they are fucking crisp. (laughs) Oh man. You're a full length guy. I would, I would say, uh, um, I I would say try the, uh, try the lob pass. (laughs) Try to just sky it as high as you can because it looks cool. Notes taken. We we need we also notes that we need to start wearing full cages at the Monday nooner. Hey, uh, thanks so much for doing this. I know you're a busy guy, and we've been wanting to have you for a long time, and and we totally appreciate it. No problem, guys. No, thanks for having me, and I appreciate the the kind words you've you've given me. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thanks, Pavel. Yeah, you too, guys. See ya. Hey, big shout out to Pavel Barber. Great interview. Uh, Nice to have him on. I know a lot of people wanted to get him on the podcast, so hopefully you enjoyed the interview with him. It was fantastic. That was a long time coming for me. Belter, you just started watching him like a week ago. Yeah, you uh, you put me on there and uh, and I checked him out. Showed my wife some stuff. She thought it was like photoshopped and not real, but uh, yeah, pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, new sponsor coming to the pod. Uh, we've, we've had a ton of support out of the guys up in PA from Cliffy and Sizzle and the whole PA Raider organization. So they've actually jumped on board to uh, sponsor the hunting and fishing segment. So hopefully Belter steps up his game. But uh, yeah, messaging from the PA Raiders, they want, you know, if everyone can just continue to social distance, continue to do what the guidelines are just so that everyone can get back to watching junior hockey, you know, not even just the, not even just at Raider games, but all over the league with guys like Bedard and whatnot in the league. And uh, yeah. Raiders fans are beauties. I had a buddy that played up there, went to a couple of playoff games up there. There's no other atmosphere like it in the league. Like it's wild in the Art Houser. So nice to have the PA Raiders on board. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The support's hey, how about, unreal. How about we give the PA Raiders the uh, pigeon parlay this week, boss? Brought to you by the PA Raiders. Wear your mask and don't be a donkey. Speaking of donkeys, I haven't hit a bet all year, but uh, last week, Shink, I said, take this guy, Will Zelatoris. I think he was 90 to 1. Hopefully you EW'd that because he came in fifth, so uh, you might have got a little payout there. Not really a winner, but we're going to claim that one a little bit anyway. This week, I'm going to go back down to the well that I go down every week. Matthew Wolf, 18 to 1, three units on him. Put a unit on Jason Day at uh, 50 to 1. Not even going to get to what tournament it is. Who cares? This is your week to make some hay with Matthew Wolf, guaranteed lock of the week, 18 to 1. Right on. Thank you very much. And Belter, have you thought any more about your vasectomy? You know, I have. I actually made a phone call last week. Talked to them a bit about it, how the procedure works, the upsell for the uh, for the comfort. freezing, yeah, the comfort package. And, Got to uh, do it. We're thinking about it. I don't know when the timing will be right because there is a... 
we need a little bit of recovery period no matter what, right? And uh, so I'm just trying to figure that all out. But yeah, we were in touch. I need to get a uh, doctor's referral. And uh, so yeah, we're working on it. The wheels right. are in motion. There we go. And then you, you can read the testimonial for us. Gentle Procedure Saskatchewan offering the no, no needle, no scalpel vasectomies out of Saskatoon and Regina. Look them up. GentleProceduresaskatchewan.com. Why wouldn't a guy... All right, now time for our second interview. You know who's going to sponsor this one? Regina Battery Depot this week. Regina Battery Depot. If you need a battery, you go there. If they don't have it, they can build it. Pretty darn cool. So, and a lot of their batteries, almost all of them, North American made. So you're not getting it from, you know, over there. So Regina Battery Depot sponsoring our second interview this week, a true Sask legend. Beauty. And he's only been on the scene for a few months. A Sasky gentleman, as we like to call him. Ladies and gentlemen, Quick Dick McDick. There he is. How you doing? Quick Dick. What's going on, boys? Holy Christ. <laughs> What's happening? Legendary. Look at that. Frick, I love Wait. it. Look at you guys at your fancy microphones, eh? We're all set up, bud. We're all set up. That's that's pretty neat. I uh, I should go find a cattail around here somewhere so I can fit in. <laughs> the Foam Lake. What's the bar called in Foam Lake? Willie's. Willie's the Tavern. Yeah, it's it is electric. You head on down there on a, on a Friday. Actually, I'm gonna I'm supposed to be there Thursday night at seven for the draw <laughs> for the for the for the ace or the chase the ace draw. Ace the ace. Yes, so I'm putting on my best rubber boots, and I'm going to bring a cattle stick, and I'm not sure where we're chasing the ace to, but I'll get that bastard in the shoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> be good. I don't know how we're going to vaccinate and brand an ace, but we'll give it a whirl. You know what I mean? Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's start here um, with your rise to fame, and 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 for the people that don't know, who the heck is Quick Dick? How do you explain it to somebody? <laughs> he's the big quick dick is the inner voice of most adult uh adults in rural canada i think and maybe some that are from rural canada that live in a city that are that are afraid to talk like quick dick a little bit uh just doesn't take shit from anybody and you know does can't figure out why he sees things so clearly and how come everybody else that runs the country seems to bastardize it and then Quick Dick's a hard-working guy, and uh, I think that's the reason everybody kind of gets along with him a little bit. And a couple of off-color jokes here and there, and but really, who gives a shit? I mean, we're kind of we're slowly landing into a world where you're not even allowed to do dirty jokes anymore. Oh, that's bullshit. So that will continue with me until either I get sued or thrown in jail. So whatever. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll tell you what, my my wife. I got my wife watching a few Quick Dick videos on twitter and she loved it or yours was it, was it the cock your bin one that you started with yeah, or did you start I, with something i, I went right into that one <laughs> so I always, I always tell people to start with that one and if you can get through that one you'll be fine with the rest of them right? yeah no she loved it she thought it was great so why <laughs> why did you why did you start it like what was it something that you wanted to do for a long time did your buddy say hey you got to put these out there like why I I actually you can leaf back into the Foam Lake Composite yearbook and my comments was someday I want to be a man with a weird name on YouTube. It's <laughs> I've aspired to it for years and finally got there and uh, just you know mom I made it like uh, <laughs> no this was uh, this was ridiculous I didn't mean for any of this to happen to be honest and I'm kind of shocked that it's still happening I was thinking that I would have been done with this about six months ago. Uh, but it seems to just keep uh, keep catching traction. 
Uh, everything was completely accidental. Uh, this just started out as just like quick one-liners on Snapchat, just with with my brothers basically, and like I had I had three people on Snapchat. That was my entire social media platform. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't YouTube. I none of the well. Everybody opens up YouTube when you need to fix some broken piece of shit that you have no idea how to fix. You're fixing your auger. And, uh, so that's the only time I ever YouTubed before. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just. Out of the blue, one day driving big mustache Al, who's my dad. Um, we were just going to cut firewood. Oh yeah, that's my dad, straight up. Yeah. So in case you guys didn't know that, spoiler alert coming in. Um, yeah, we uh, we were just driving out to actually is a half section of land that I've got that's basically there's only 70 acres that, that's croppable there, and then the rest of it's bush where we do you know deer hunting. Everything's really good in that half section. Yeah. But we cut firewood in there too. And that's, we're just going to cut firewood. I go and help him whenever I can because he, he still straight up heats his house with wood. And he's like, I'll never pay a dime of carbon tax to fucking Trudeau, you know? <laughs> <laughs> cutting firewood, right? Guy's got my vote. Like, Dad, did you buy gas for that chainsaw? He's like, yeah. I was like, you paid Trudeau carbon tax. Ah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's, your, what's your favorite favorite one that you put out so far? Um, oh, man, that's, you know what? Uh, it's, it's a toss up between two of them. And, uh, I think number one, it always has been and always will be number nine wire. It is my absolute favorite one that I've done. Um, and I think this winter, once things get calmed down a little bit here, uh, like I'm going to try and do a few more like that. Cause they're kind of, you go through it and you don't do a whole pile of swearing, but it's all stuff that man, you really like weed out your crowd of who actually grew up in rural areas, Saskatchewan and stuff. Uh, with that number nine wire one, because it's, uh, I, I really like that one. And I was a fan of agricultural Olympic training too. Uh, I was a pretty big <laughs> fan of that one. Well, um, I was just going to say, it's pretty cool. Like I know some of your videos, like the protester diets one, like almost half a million views, but it's pretty damn cool what you're doing that you can like get people on board. You say rural Canada, rural Saskatchewan people. But when I see like my 18 year old cousins and my 80 year old grandma, sharing the same videos. I think that's pretty cool that you've hit like, you know, a pretty wide demographic of people. Right. You know, I, I really appreciate that, man. Thanks. Uh, and that's, it, I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that. It never started. It didn't really start off that way. Um, <laughs> I ran into some problems with my mom a little bit because it's a small town here. Right. And no matter who I am, I mean, you put up a video called cock your bin and <laughs> mom works in town in a few different places or whatever. And can you imagine being a lady that's, you know, proud of her boys and everything. And then having somebody from then she doesn't didn't watch this stuff off the start. I started sending it to her to pre-approve it before I send it out. But could you imagine not knowing what I'd put on the internet? And then the next day, some lady comes walking into a shop where you're working and see, did you see quick dick put up something called cock your bin? <laughs> well, she was mortified. We had some issues there. We had to talk to her. I took it down for a little while, then I put it back up or whatever. But uh, I, I followed that one up with, uh, with, with the coffee row video. And Real. I, I told her, I was like, hey, I can do this and make it funny and not swear and not make one inappropriate reference once. I said, if I do that, then you got to let me keep doing what I'm doing. And she's like, okay, challenge accepted. Yeah. How do you get any work done between all the editing and the shooting and everything else? Like, do you not sleep at night or how do you do all this? <laughs> um, I'm a uh, great question. I'm, I'm glad you kind of like anybody that doesn't know how this stuff works. Like uh, there's some of these videos that are pushing 
10, 12, 13 minutes. And my rule of thumb is like 10 seconds per clip, 10 seconds, split 10 seconds into 14 minutes. And they're all separate clips and they're all with different backgrounds and everything. And then you put music and there's a bunch of picture and picture and titles and everything. Uh, I don't sleep. It's, uh, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, this started off real easy because I would just do a minute at a time and then just throw it up on Snapchat and that would be it. And then they kind of started getting more intricate and stuff. And uh, it's a pile of stuff. So you got to be very organized uh, when you are going to go film one and like make an episode happen kind of thing. Because you just, you got to just do it as you're doing what you're doing kind of thing, right? And everyone's like, oh, you probably don't get anything done in a day. Well, I do, but I think that's the reason that this stuff resonates so well with people is because I'm actually just going about my day when I'm grabbing this stuff and I'll be like working on a tractor and I'll be like, oh shit, this would be a good spot to hit one up or whatever. And I'll just like do it and then put the phone back in my pocket and keep doing what I'm doing and then come home at night and dump a vodka and try and leaf through this ridiculous amount of videos and put in order what's supposed to be where it's a nightmare yeah so how much uh, how much do you farm but because i know you and the also the other question is you did a little rodeo back in the day was it team roping uh yeah i'm a i'm a t- uh, well was a team roper yeah uh so i grew up on the on the phone lake community pasture header and, healer uh, and I, uh, man, I, I had a really good childhood and big mustache. I was big into team roping and everything. And I, uh, I, I team roped my, my youth right up until I, I left high school. Yeah. So I was a header started off as a healer, but you know, healers, they're kind of whatever. So I was heading now and, uh, and yeah, I, I did that right up until high school, high school rodeoed a little bit. And, uh, as far as acres go, so like full disclosure, like th- that is not, I don't own the operation that you guys see in the backdrop of most quick dick videos. That's the bar or ranch just outside of Foam Lake. So it's, it's halfway between Foam Lake and Tufnell. And the guy that owns it is Mark Rogers. Um, I've known him since I was in three cornered pants. We went to school together. Da, da, da. And when I wound up coming home from the oil field a year ago, like I, I have land, I had cattle in the past. I sold them, got some back, sold them, rent the land out and everything. Uh, but I actually work with Mark on this ranch here and there's 2,800 croppable acres, about 900 acres of feed and 350 head of cattle. This is a part of the program. We're going to do a live read for one of our sponsors, original 16 and great Western brewing the boys up in Saskatoon. If your team is looking for a beer sponsor, slide into our DMS, great Western and 016 going to hook you up. You buy so many cases, they're going to give you some love back. Speaking of great Western brewing, a sponsor of both of our programs. I love the, uh, I love the two new videos that you, uh, you've done. It's really nice though, obviously to see a local company like GW step up, support you. And I heard you're moving a ton of product up there in that foam lake area. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it's, I, I have made it my life mission to hunt guys out that are drinking Bud Light and shame them <laughs> until they no longer buy Bud Light anymore. And if you're listening out there to this and you're drinking a Bud Light apple, I'm coming for you. And it ain't going to be pretty when I find you. And you are going to look like you belong wearing a bikini on a beach drinking that stuff. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's great beer. And, uh, and you know, like, I, like that was the first beer I ever drank. And that's all BMA's drank since 1990. That's it. Even when it was the short stubby bottles out in the barn and on the anvil there, the 12 pack or whatever that's <laughs> yeah. the drink. Uh, Full disclosure, uh, Great Western doesn't sponsor me. We did a little uh, a little horse trade there to actually do that video, and they actually sponsored one of the Health Foundation fundraisers in town here to trade for it because I, I kind of don't like doing paid promotion. 
But uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that's been in my video uh, was just, I just put it in there because then that's, everyone's like, oh, paid sponsorship for this, that, that. Uh, so we are, uh, we are a hockey podcast. So now let's, uh, let's delve into a little senior hockey. What's going on uh, up there in the Foam Lake area for senior hockey? Is, is, is the ice in the rink? Are they, are they, are <laughs> they? So I, I think they're working on it right now, but I, and I, I think the jury's out on actually what's going to happen with hockey season here this year. There's a lot of teams actually, and there's, uh, you've seen a lot of minor hockey stuff around here too, where, uh, you know, it, it, it really affects the kids right now, especially because I mean, small towns hockey is life kind of thing right and that's i mean from from now until i mean basically next spring that's what kids spend their their winters doing right and i think it affects the parents a lot too for the simple fact that that's kind of part of their life too and when it comes down to the foam lake flyer senior hockey games it affects my life because that's usually where the two single women would be in town where i would go and pretend that i like <laughs> to watch hockey and be like oh yeah did you see that icing call on that guy there that was bad hey eh? and they're like he was offside i was like yeah okay i, I don't know i don't know where it's gonna land at here this year i, I think uh, i think everybody's kind of waiting to see what everybody else is gonna do i i've i've got that pulse from a lot of other people as well and like foam lake's got a great team they, they've been playing a great team uh in the fishing lake hockey league uh for for years here and they got a lot of good players that come in to do it and it draws big crowds here i mean what we call big crowds in right. foam lake you know what i mean minimum 100 people there right right what about the uh, Shea? Is it how do you say how do you say it? Sheho? No, Sheho. <laughs> so, Sheho. Sheho. Sheho icebreakers. Listen, this is like I. Uh, the guys were trying to find my jersey a little while ago to see if they could hang it up in the rink that no longer has ice put in it anymore. But that's so that was my hockey career. I did uh, beer league career back in high school, uh, and man, those were good days. So classic small town rink though like this thing's a quonset no insulation and the boards were right around the outside of it and if it's just right everybody could stand one deep if you made a row all the way around the outside of it right but yeah you had to watch you stood behind the neck because you usually got a pock to the teeth here or there because you couldn't afford really anything for glass right so that was usually questionable <laughs> what's the uh, what's the rink burger like out there Oh, so listen, there's the rink burgers good in Foam Lake. Shio was always good, but boys, it's been in a video and it's it's the Tufnell curling rink. It has nothing to do with hockey out here. And and Peggy McLean makes it. It's called a Peg Mac meal. Double cheeseburger, deep fried pierogies, onions, and if if you're nice to Peggy or if you got a date there or something, she'll slide you a little extra container of sour cream. You know what I mean? Those oh my God, am I fucking Listen, who are we kidding? Tofnell Curling Rink doesn't have containers of sour cream. It's the big one that sits in the middle with one spoon in it, right? <laughs> it. And I then mean, if you don't pay attention to the kids, they get their hands in there. And get it. <laughs> but the coolest thing about the Shiho Icebreakers is uh, our goalie back in the day, we'll call him Shaq is his nickname. I don't want to give his name away here, but uh, you know, he'd, he'd give her hard and he'd usually get lit up because our defense was absolute and complete garbage. And most of the other teams played three times better than we did. So this guy was just in a firing squad for three periods. Right. And he'd stop maybe about half of them most of the time, but he'd get about, we, you know, we'd stop at a, at a, at a intermission there in between periods and he'd just, take half his equipment off and suck back half a case of Pilsner and have about three darts in the dressing room, get geared back up, head back out again, and just let the guys just rip, rip rubber at him. It was, it was something else. And then everything culminated to the, the final of the year, the Kubasa cup, which was a huge coil of garlic sausage that was hung gracefully on a, on a two by four that was in a T with a big spike on it. Um, (laughs) 
those were the days, boys. Like, those are the days. Things would get rowdy. You'd have to watch for the soft spots in the ice. And you're playing in, like, early March, and it started, you know, thawing and roof dripping and everything. Man, it NHL, like, temperature controlled? Come on. You got to play to the elements here, boys. You know? <laughs> so, so you don't skate? You don't skate anymore? You don't strap the Jofa on anymore? <laughs> you know, I... Uh, even before I go to work on the farm, I, I wrap my hands in tinfoil every now and then just because you you never know. You I don't know, know who I mean? you're running you always to. want to be ready to go. Um, you know, the odd shinny here and there kind of thing. But, I you know, winter, man, winter usually finds it get busy too. I think I found myself busier than, I, than I've ever been in my life just keeping up with things. And every now and then, like the foam lake rink's actually not far at all from where I'm at. So you can usually go – you know the the guy that's the 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 ice technician there or whatever the rink keeper i won't say his name either because you probably don't want to do it he'll scooch you in there late at night or whatever typically people are like no no you can't go down there i'd be like yeah but it's quick dick man you're gonna let you me probably take oh quick dick yeah come on down i'll get you in there back in the day what uh, what was the best town for the uh, out-of-town ladies to try and wheel <laughs> oh you know what um man some kelleher was good sometimes when you heard not bad, you know what I mean? But you got to watch Winyard because they got the chicken plant there. So you always ask her if she works at the chicken plant first. About <laughs> breasts and all this stuff or whatever. And you're just like, that is too much work. You know what I mean? She was pretty good too. You get the old snow show rodeo dances there. It's so They do like the rodeo dance in the summer and then the snow show is like the fundraiser for the rodeo dance over there. It's, uh, there's some good rumbles there too. But uh, nothing like, you know, having the boys up on the stage Clayton Harlick playing the drums every now and then as a guest drummer and stuff. And like, was it ever better going to a small town and just grabbing that girl that's got the tightest set of Wranglers and just wheeling her around the floor to some Shenandoah and then getting in a dirty old Tony Lama two-step with her old man outside because he thought that your hands were slipping a little bit too far below her belt line. And then <laughs> one person breaks it up and then one guy's mom gets pissed off and she gets in a fight with the other guy's mom. This small towns, you get family rumbles outside of these dances. She is good days back then. You know? Shen- People ask yeah. me what what's the biggest thing you miss with COVID? Well, I miss getting in rumbles at old small town dances. Those are good times, man. Okay, speaking speaking then of old uh, of old country, do you have your guitar there? Hey, you're not going to get quick dick thing? musical here tonight. This Come is a on. podcast. Haven't picked it up in a while, and I don't play well. Oh, I heard you. You your go tos are like the Johnner brothers. <laughs> you know what? It's always ten more miles to the next Saturday night. It's uh, it it really is. Those guys are those guys are deadly. Uh, I haven't played in a while actually, which is which is sad because I. Contrary to popular belief, I hey, I ain't no John Fogarty on this thing. You know what I mean? I'm not fantastic, but I do some of my best work around a campfire after I've had about a half a bottle of vodka because well, then I sound good to me. On Twitter, you got tons of followers. Do you got any uh, any like big names that you would think that that follow you on Twitter that you you'd want to give a shout out to? Brad Wall, Brad Wall follows. I get I get quite a bit of of love from Mr. Wall off of Twitter. There, yeah. There's uh, th- th- there's a few. There's some some. I, I think there's a few politicians follow me that uh, won't admit that they do, uh, because most of the sh- shit that I put out there, they can't really comment on. But every now and then, I've noticed when I put something like clean up there, that's you know, there's I did one where I was advocating for mental health and a few things like. Uh, like right away, Jason Kenny will retweet me or whatever, right? So it's like when you put something out there that's, you know, I, I can associate with what he just said, yeah. and then it goes out there. Whatever. That's awesome. Hey, let's do, let's do this again, maybe live at some point. 
Sure, absolutely. I'll, I'll dust off the six string. We'll, we'll get something going on maybe next time. A little bit of heads up, work the fingers a bit. But guys, thanks a lot for having me. Really appreciate it. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, that was an awesome interview. I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect. I've watched almost all of his videos. And Belter, you were howling. You were pissing your pants. He was a beauty, man. I'll tell you what. And you know, what he was saying about farm guys, rural Saskatchewan, I grew up you know, doing that stuff around Swift Current, and it's just spot on. Very good. Very good interview. Rank Report. Boz, this is you. We got a few coming in here in the Rank Report for Richie Brothers Auctioneers. Boz, handing it off over to you. Yeah, so whether it's farming or the construction side of things, whether you're retiring, relocating, resizing, Richie Brothers Auctioneers offers a bunch of different ways they can help you out, a bunch of different options to suit your needs, whether it's a farm auction or one of their on-site auctions. They've got many in the province, just had one here in Saskatoon, where I am right now. Going to be one in Battlefront coming up in November, one in Rolo, the Regina location in November as well. So whether you're buying or selling, Richie Brothers has an option for you. They also have a big event coming up here in November, guys. It's a Canada West timed auction lot event. So there's going to be you know, farm machinery selling from all across Western Canada that you can bid on uh, no matter where you are. It's happening Wednesday, November 4th. It's going to be a really big sale. So uh, yeah. With COVID going on, Ritchie Brothers Auctioneers has really adapted to the changes and and made it easy and efficient for their uh, buyers and sellers and lots of different stuff coming up, lots of different farm sales throughout the province as well. So make sure you check them out online, rbauction.com. I only have one rink report so far to pass along. The Bethune rink putting in their ice as we record this. I think it's Tuesday night. Talking to Bill Curtis out there at Willie's Roadhouse. They got the limos, obviously, and the roadhouse. Beautiful place to have an old Vienna or a 016. So yeah, the Bethune ice is going in and you can call out there. There's obviously taking bookings and, you know, nice 30 minute drive from North Regina, the Bethune ice, anything, uh, anything in your neck of the woods? I think Boz, you had one. Yeah, I got a couple, uh, I want to get to one of them. Uh, we talked about last week, you know how you mentioned uh, Rolo and how their ice is so expensive and they're just like all the other small towns out there trying to make ends meet. Well, they normally have a big fundraiser they do every year. And due to COVID-19, they can't have the big uh, shindig they have at the Rolo Rink. So they've actually got a thing in the area. So any anybody in southern Saskatchewan around Regina and Moose Jaw, they've got something going on this year called Grain for Community Gain, where farmers, when they go to sell some of their grain, they can actually uh, you know, say, okay, I want to take like you know, 100 bushels off the top and donate it to the Rolo rink. So they have all these different grain terminals around southern Saskatchewan in, uh, you know, Weyburn, Moose Jaw, Belle Plaine. If you're a farmer in that area, you want to give back to the Rolo rink, you can do it with this new initiative they have to help keep their rink afloat this year. So, you know, if if you want more info on that, you can send us a DM and and we'll get you all the info on how you can help our friends out in Rolo out. Also, uh, one of my buddies from back home, Mike Sittler, I think it was Twirl 2, we had him on the podcast uh, for the Senior Hockey Soiree. He's the captain of the Wilkie Outlaws, an absolute gem and one of the funniest guys ever. He, uh, I sent him a message and asked about the Sask West Hockey League, which is up in that, uh, you know, Wilkie, Unity, Looseland, Corrobert area. From what he's hearing, they're going to have a two-mini league league this year with uh, home and homes on weekends for their senior hockey season. He's thinking the middle of November, I think in Wilkie where I'm from right now, they're putting the ice in right now, but uh, he said they've got a skate lined up somewhere in two days. So he said uh, the program, the regiment starts tomorrow to get back in shape for the first skate in two days. So 
Yeah, I was talking to uh, one of the Hodgins boys out at Kyle, and uh, they the ice is going in. They don't know when, uh, but it is confirmed that it will be going in uh, for in Kyle, Saskatchewan. Also, uh, talked to a good buddy of mine, good friend, Clint Bussy. He's a beauty, and uh, he said that he's not sure again when Hodgeville ice will be going in, but um, if the Nauticue goes... The Hodgeville Huskies will be uh, will be rocking and rolling again this year. Right on. Why don't Bit we just, of a wagon. Why don't we continue the hockey talk with the senior hockey soiree for Freeze Tallman Lumber in Regina and Fort Capel. Go visit any of the boys there. Good crew. You're shopping at the big box stores. Can that shop local? Freeze Tallman way more than a lumber yard. And now it's time of the year where people are maybe fixing up starting to look at the inside project so they can help you out with anything you need at freeze tallman lumber in regina and fort capel okay so a couple of senior things before we get to our little senior hockey soiree interview a couple of senior hockey things to pass on boys beachy the beachy bombers taking a year leave of absence uh, i said pardon so the beachy bombers are taking a year leave in the Sask Valley Hockey League. So, unfortunate news there. Yeah. Uh, Steven De Silva passed that on. Unfortunate. Really awesome barn. Beautiful good, place. Good thing going there. So, hopefully, it's only one year. So, some of those boys are going to be looking to play. Yeah, where's know. De Silva going to lace them up this year? He's got to be on the... Uh, UFA list. I told him to keep me sticks and gas. I told him to keep me updated. So then the other rumor I heard while we're talking senior hockey, the sticks and gas being thrown out by some teams pretty large right now. Surprisingly, very because you don't know how many fans you're gonna have, but there's some of these teams that have huge backers, and there's some money being tossed out for some guys that are back playing done playing pro. Yeah that are looking for places to play. So I heard that also Leroy and Watrous loading up again, probably for runs in A. So that's going to be real interesting to see Leroy and Watrous, and I'm sure Drake's going to you know, follow suit. But sticks and gas being tossed out you know, more than a guy would think right now. Hmm. Yeah, that is surprising. But, you know, there's lots of big farmers around, there, lots of big companies around there that love uh, love their senior hockey, and uh, as they should, why wouldn't a guy? And, uh, yeah, it's good to see. Even uh, even though we don't know how many people are going to be able to stuff in the barns this year, we can, uh, you can always count on, on the backing of those guys. I just hope and just can't wait for it to get going because, you know, we can do power rankings and – you know, these teams, some of these teams, now that they wanted the Monday Nooner stickers on their helmets, you got to get back to us probably in our DMs because Kinner runs the Twitter account and, you know, he's a little weak. And Barney doesn't have the passwords. We don't know yeah. what's going on Obviously, half the time. a little bit. You Usually know. he just replies and says, let's go. So, hey, Word. I did want to jump in there quick and say, uh, I talked, you talked about Watrous. actually had a, a bit of an exchange with their head coach here not that long ago, Jesse Matson, and, uh, I asked what he thought of their squad for the upcoming year because he said we got our squad finalized. And I said, so what do you think of your team? And he replied and he said, <laughs> we're going to be a bit of a wagon. A bit of a wagon. Which is actually what he said. So uh, I know one of the players yeah. that they're going after and he's going to be one of the best players in the province. Hmm. And obviously getting some healthy sticks and gas. Not Sean Kindop. So there we go. Yeah, it's going to be real oh, interesting. Cousin go to Speaking of... A brand new senior hockey team 
in the province this year. Great to see. And they follow the Monday Nooner. I love their jerseys. They're going to look real sharp if that's what they're rolling with. Joining us in the senior hockey soiree from the Hanley Huskies, Dustin Dordashenko. The Hanley Huskies, the newest team in the Wheatland Hockey League. All right, yeah, Dustin uh, Doroshenko here, part of the new Hanley senior hockey team. So I guess, Dustin, right off the start here as the senior hockey podcast of choice in the province, how the heck do you get a senior team going these days from scratch? I guess uh, number one requirement, you got to find somebody with deep pockets or have deep pockets yourself. Yeah, so I I grew up in Dundurn and went to high school in Hanley, and so they're neighboring towns, whatever, 10 minutes apart, and uh i uh have been a part of the senior hockey team in dundurn for the last four seasons and it sort of fell into my laps i would, had no one uh no real intention on playing when i was 24 years old and a buddy of mine they were short guys and asked me to come out so i played a season the next thing you know half the team left and they're like yeah just run it so i tried not to run it into the ground <laughs> <laughs> next step, but uh no so we had a i guess a few years ago or whatever, they had a good core group of guys in Dunder in there and they were a decently competitive team in the Wheatland. And then they all sort of aged out of senior hockey and had families and that type of thing. And uh, now we're at a point where most of our guys that can, uh, that want to play and be a part of this team are from Hanley and Hanley ultimately has the nicer rank and it's pretty tough to convince guys who don't have any connection to Dunder and to come play out in, uh, in Dunder. And so the, the small barn and, the minor hockey program in Dunder is really booming. So they take up a lot of the ice time. So a lot of the stuff, it's just kind of, it hasn't worked out. So we made the decision to, to move our team a few minutes South down the road to a bigger ice surface, I guess. And we're taking a few guys, probably about eight guys from Dundurn and we're making the move to Hanley. So, so Dundurn's senior team then is kaput and everything's kind of moving to Hanley. That's yeah, that's correct. So we, uh, we sort of had this vision at the beginning of pre-COVID, I guess the end of last season when uh, it ended for us, that we were we were really having trouble attracting imports to the to the town of Dunder. And, and like like I said, it takes money to, to do this. And I thought that would solve a lot of the issues, but it came down to a little more than money, actually. Like a lot of guys want to play, uh, want to play in a nicer rink and a full-size barn and somewhere where they can sort of hang out after the games and um, not to knock the facility in Dunder. But it's treated a bit more like a city city rink where you're expected to be in and out relatively quickly and it just didn't match up with what uh what guys were looking to do and want to do with the senior hockey team so when was the last time hanley had a senior team you know i uh i'm not exactly sure it would be sometime in like 2004 or 5 maybe 03 but uh yeah they they took away or they lost their senior team i guess same sort of thing that happened in dunder and the core group of guys aged out and they had at the time had a natural ice surface, so it was tough to play a full senior season there. So um, for just difficulties like that, they decided to not do it. So just recently they put in an artificial ice plant there and did a whole bunch of other upgrades to the rink. So it's looking in tip top shape, ready for a senior hockey team. So how's the squad looking? Are you guys, uh, do you have any, did you sign any good uh, free agents in the free agent signing frenzy here? Or are you guys, are you guys going to be competitive this year? Crazy this year. So, uh, the the sticks and gas are getting getting thrown around like crazy you couldn't imagine but uh <laughs> no it's been pretty interesting this year because you'd think a lot of guys would be uh well you're not really sure how untouchable they are until all of a sudden you realize you're not the only team that couldn't run their major fundraiser this year and 
everybody's bank accounts looking a little dry and they're not really sure if we're going to be able to pack the stands or not. So I guess with the announcement last week, we can, we know we can probably have some fans in the building. So, but it's going to be a comfort level thing too, with people, if they're going to want to come out and like, I don't know about many other local rinks, but the janitorial staff in Hanley is probably not really equipped to do the full sanitization that one would expect. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a learning, uh, learning curve for everyone, I guess. Back to like your sponsors, like have you guys had a lot of local sponsors? I guess this is a chance to, to give them a little bit of a plug to get things going for you. Absolutely. So with the, the move to Hanley, they actually, the community of Hanley's always been super supportive of our, of our organization. So um, this year, especially we've had, Thal's service come on board. They're uh, an automotive mechanic shop in Hanley, putting in a lot of effort for us. And then Canadian Diesel Power Trucks. He, uh, Stefan Klein there. He's uh, he's really been a big help and just any any way he can, not just with money. He's got connections all over the province and he's helping us out that way. And then I'd be uh, absolutely remiss if I didn't put a big plug into Gary Grady at Big Mer's Tavern in Dunder. And he's uh, been a longtime supporter of the Dunder and Wheat Kings and. Uh, we look forward to having him as a supporter of the Hanley Huskies as well. Is there a is there a is there a gas station? I think when you just pull into Hanley, the shell? free loaf of bread. Yeah, you got to get them on. They have got these granola bar, homemade granola bar things with like chocolate chips in them. Every time I go through there, swing into Hanley, grab a few for the road back to Regina. They're deadly. I'm telling <laughs> you, you can, unbelievable. Now you can grab one and go to a game. There we go. Uh, I'll also throw in. Uh, you got to try the cinnamon buns there. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. It just uh, yeah. doesn't go good with my girlish figure. You can't have sugar right now. Can't have sugar right now. In that Wheatland League, like I know for years there was like no sticks and gas kind of league. Yeah, no, how how, no how is it gas, changed? Hey? So, uh, so one of, uh, I guess I'm a little too young to have started, but uh, I obviously know the founding members of the, the Wheatland Hockey League and uh, I've talked with them and that was their intention. I think it was a well-intentioned um idea at the time and then you know you get teams coming in and everybody wants that competitive edge and i i don't have a clue when it really started but uh the no sticks and gas thing is long gone and has been long gone for as long as i've made my return to senior hockey so it's uh i can i can uh 100 say that the dunder and weekings did no sticks and gas but uh, i guess our (laughs) record would reflect that as well so so there's no been uh since i've come on to this uh, the senior hockey team it's sort of been a matter of well let's figure out how do you float this thing and uh number one thing for us is we needed to find a fundraiser because we actually i couldn't find uh the the elderly gentleman with some deep pockets yeah so we uh we've ran the dunder and mud drakes for the last few years and it's been a pretty wicked cash cow for us and that's sort of how we see this thing going forward now so is there a, is there a tavern a bar in hanley or no yeah there is are it's, they excited uh, i i wouldn't uh I don't think they have much to do with hockey or care about hockey. So, um, wow. we'll, uh, change, yeah. we'll yeah, let's get them. Let's they, fire they them give up. Us a deal. If we just sneak behind the bar, I will, I'm not sure. Well, senior hockey and taverns go hand in hand. Let's get them on the pod. We'll straighten them right out. Right. That's what I'm having. I'm thinking you guys should do a, do a pod out in Hanley and, <laughs> Why wouldn't a guy advertising for them? There. Bring bring the fellas out. We'll come out and maybe do one this year at some point. So last question here, maybe name drop a few of the players that are going to be suiting up for the Huskies. Yeah, you know, so uh, exciting times. Like I said, the trade center was pretty crazy last year. We sent our starting goalie down to the Lorber Nineteeners, <laughs> and he, uh, in exchange, they they didn't really know it at the time, but I guess we got 
uh, one of their D-men and a couple of their top six forwards. So oh, we got beautiful. Jordan Walls coming and Liam Maley are, are committed right now. And we got a few others that are just, uh, it's a matter of, I guess, if their teams fold or if they stay on for the year and we'll just see what happens. It's going to, I think it's actually going to come down to the wire for who's signing on November 1st. Cause a lot of guys are up in the air about who's got the cash. So right on. Okay. Well, we're going to, uh, you, you keep us updated and uh, yeah, you you know if you guys are doing a program, you put a Monday Nooner uh, logo and what we're all about in your program, and you pop some stickers on uh, on your helmets, and Absolutely. and then we'll pump uh, we'll pump whatever you guys need this year. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me yeah. on. It's cool to see a new team start up and some guys getting together and saying, "Hey, why wouldn't a guy start up a team in your hometown? Why wouldn't a guy fire it up? Why wouldn't a guy?" Awesome, awesome news. And yeah, well, they're going to keep us updated, the Hanley Huskies. They should contact 22 Fresh and get some of their new gear from 22 Fresh, top-notch stuff. If you're buying anything from 22 Fresh online, use the Monday Nooner for 15% off. 22 Fresh, if you've ever put on the stuff, you know why it's so popular. It is deadly. So uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I think that, uh, you know, we, we... We're involved in a lot of small small towns in Saskatchewan, and I just like to give a little uh, shout out to the families and uh, the loved ones of the two uh, linemen that were killed last week down in uh, in Weyburn. I, I got some friends and, and neighbors that uh, were close to these guys and work with them, and it's uh, dangerous jobs these these guys do, and it's really unfortunate. So, uh, thoughts and condolences to their uh, families and uh, and friends from the uh, Monday Nooner. Yeah, nice touch, and I think they got a um, GoFundMe page right now yes. for, for them that's going on so you'll, yeah. you'll see that on all the social well said and uh, not much else left to say on that I think that's going to do it for twirl number 19 of the Monday Nooter podcast I want to say thanks to our sponsors and our listeners for tuning in once again we'll be back here next week here's Fran Moran take care Yeah.